0: Now, odds are very good that you have been keeping a close eye, like the rest of us, on Italy. Chris and I have said this numerous times. It is one of our favorite countries to visit. And so it is just heartbreaking to watch what's going on over there. Over 24,000 cases now of coronavirus. Over 1,800 people have died. Joanne Natale is in the coronavirus hot zone. She is living in Milan, Italy. Joanne and I used to go to... Um, high school together, Cardinal Leger in Brampton, and she joins the show right now for Milan. Joanne, good to have you on. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. So ex- describe your life right now. What's it like in Milan? Well, um, the cities are pretty quiet.
1: Um, essentially, the only people that are out and about are folks that are going to work because they're unable to work from home and people that need to buy necessities, which includes food and uh, medication. And there are exceptions for people who need to take care of pets. And there's some confusion about whether we can still go for a run or a walk, but some people are taking advantage and, and uh, getting workouts in. But the main thing is is that we can't assemble in groups at all, and we're constantly being asked to, remain in our homes, and if we absolutely have to go out to maintain social distancing.
0: All right, so you brought up the fact of the runs and and people are trying to get out and take runs, and the reason why there's question marks on that is anyone as of last Wednesday who was found to be traveling across Italy without necessary notes or uh, certifying that they are on the road because of either emergency or work reason um, would be fine. Pedestrians also required to present an auto certification note if stopped by the police.
1: yeah, there's a form that you can download, and you fill it in basically um, giving your uh, basic details, name and ID, and um, why you are not at home. If you're going to buy groceries or if you're going to a doctor's appointment or you're going to work, you need, and, and they register these, these documents, wow. and then they check to make sure that you're really out for a good reason. And if you lied... It's not a good reason. They are fining people. The fine is just over 200 euros, um, which isn't massive, but it's, it's uh, it's not peanuts either. And it's really to drive home the idea that it's important. It's so important for us just to stay in our homes and wait this out.
0: So you are uh literally carrying papers around Italy as to you know why you're out and about. When did you notice exactly. a shift in people taking this restricted movement seriously? joanne
1: I think when we started seeing upwards of fifty deaths a day
0: and when was uh, that I, exactly? do you recall
1: that was about a, that was about a week ago and and I remember it clearly because my there's a press conference every day at six o'clock on t v um that's held by the uh civil defense Uh, association and they announce how many people have been found to uh, be sick and how many people have died and what's happening and we looked at each other and we said oh my god 50 people a day are dying from this Mm. and um uh it's social media is playing a big part in encouraging people to stay home and, and people are sharing things like you know on Saturday at 6 o'clock, everybody out on the balcony is to have a dance party or whatever. And that's helping k- keeping morale up. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that for, especially for Italians who are so very social, it's been a hard lesson to learn.
0: Right. Uh, we're talking with Joanne Natale, who is uh, a Canadian living in Milan, has lived in Milan for years now. So you and your family have been in si- self-isolation for how long, Joanne? Because you were told to work from home, right? Yeah, well,
1: I actually work from home anyway. I, I, it's the job that I have. I've been working from home since September. Okay. But my, hus- my husband and I have been in self-isolation since February 24th, because on the 23rd, we had dinner with friends, and then one of those friends turned out to be sick. Ooh. And How yeah, scary is that? Yeah, it was concerning. N- neither my husband nor I had any symptoms whatsoever. Um, And we isolated for 14 days. But by the time those 14 days were over, the more restrictive measures were already in place.
0: Now, I've been following all this coronavirus news very carefully uh, because of my job. And also, I am interested and I'm just like that. But despite that fact, I still see here some people thinking that we are overreacting here in Canada. We are apparently where Italy was 10 days ago. Did you, in your wildest dreams, imagine that you would come to this point? No,
1: Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. When we went out to that dinner on February 23rd, we were laughing about, we just saw a couple of people on the streets wearing masks and we laughed. And we were joking at the dinner table about how this was all gonna blow over. And we all thought it was very funny. And the person who's home where we were having dinner is the person who is currently in ICU. He is getting better, he is breathing on his own. But it was scary for him for a few days, and we we thought it it was being exaggerated. We laughed, and now we're not laughing anymore.
0: And how old is the, is your friend, Joanne? If I could ask. Absolutely, he's sixty three. Okay, so he is in the upper range of age. But I, yeah. you know, I hear that patient one in Italy was an otherwise healthy thirty eight year old marathoner, and I yeah. still hear yeah. young people right now uh dismissing the chances of getting a severe case of coronavirus can you speak to that you know coming from you know the point of view of someone that is in milan italy at the hot spot of of this virus in europe uh living at home look i i'm i have no medical training i have no medical background
1: but i do know that this this virus once you if you get it and if the symptoms manifest it's it becomes pneumonia. And pneumonia is serious no matter who you are, no matter how old you are or what conditions you do or do not have. Um, the patient one was a, is a 38-year-old marathon runner who is, by the way, um, out of danger now. He's breathing on his own and he is awake. Mm-hmm. But he was a healthy, you know, youngish guy. He He wasn't a senior citizen with underlying conditions. He's Thirty-eight years old, very healthy, happily living his life, and um, he, he got it, and it got bad. Um, and this is obviously not to incite panic, but but to maybe just have a healthy dose of dose of caution, and not to just kind of think, oh, well, it's just another flu. Because if that were true, I don't
0: think we'd be having this conversation right now. Joanne, I want to ask you about some of the uh, the day to day things that you've had to deal with here. How, when did you notice, uh, as far as as grocery stores go, uh, big changes occurring?
1: Um, well, I think that when when the first um, the first government announcement was made about you know, certain towns being locked down, and people started to, they did a little bit of a panic shop, but that was just one weekend, and things settled, and then um there has there haven't been shortages, not really like I mean if you go to the grocery store at the end of a bad day, you might not find everything you're looking for, but um shipments haven't stopped there the the supermarkets are restocking regularly what i'm finding now is though um i um uh, up until
0: just this past weekend, I'd been doing my shopping online, and now I'm
1: finding it hard to get a delivery date.
0: Okay. So are, are they handing out um, masks as they go to the grocery store? I heard that that is something that uh, a lot of Italians are, are adopting and putting on masks when they go out.
1: I know that the grocery stores are limiting, no matter how large they are, they're limiting the number of people that can enter at any one time. And that number is based on how large the shop is. This is the, the idea behind that is so that people can still maintain social distancing even while they're shopping. And I do know that um, they are preferring that people wear gloves and masks while they're in the shops. Whether they're handing them out or not, I can't speak
0: to that because I haven't been to a shop since mid-February. What was the first thing you ran out of that you, that you did not anticipate needing?
1: Well, I have to be honest, we haven't really run out of anything yet. Good stuff. Um, I mean, we just, I I guess we've been lucky.
0: I want to talk to you very quickly, Joanna, about uh, social distancing and the warning that you have for Canadians. Because right now, we are practicing so- safe social distancing. We're limiting, a lot of people are being sent uh, home to work. We're limiting our uh, interactions, you know, uh socially. Uh, this is all in a bid because I heard someone in the grocery store slough it off and say, oh, the flu kills more people because he's still going by that early uh, belief, you know, from early days when we started learning about the coronavirus that, you know, it was a flu type virus. It was similar to the flu. It flew being a coronavirus as well. But, you know, COVID-19 is a very real thing. It's infecting and killing uh, you know uh, thousands of people around the globe what we're trying to do right now is flatten the curve so our um, health care system doesn't get overwhelmed like yours can you yeah. speak to that right now and what it's like for people with loved ones that you might know in hospitals or what you're hearing
1: well i think that um one of the things that i that i i'd like to address is the fact that um Italians are very tactile and physical people it's a very it's a very physical culture so that when you greet friends uh, um there's usually an embrace and a double kiss on each cheek and um and even in the business world where you shake hands a lot um, for for people in italy it's been very difficult for them to kind of grasp that a concept of not only do you need to stay away, but you can't touch. And um, that's been a, an adjustment that for, for people to make. And um, culturally, uh, personal space is viewed differently here. So if you're in a queue, whereas perhaps in Canada, the space between people in a queue, think about a normal queue, whether you're lining up for um, movie tickets or to get on a bus or Think about that distance, and then divide it in at least half. That's what the social normal social distance would be in Italy. Um, there's a very different concept of personal space, and so um, trying to um, get that public message out there that you need to increase uh, personal distance between people because that's how that's how um, a transmission occurs because you're too close to someone that has been a real challenge.
0: Yeah. As a Canadian, did you grasp this as being a really important message more than your, uh, you know, neighbors did in, in, in Milan right from the go?
1: I, I think maybe I did, but it's something that, that I just kind of generally recognized. It was part of, it was also part of the, the transition that I had to make when, um, when I moved here, you know, part of the culture shock is realizing that, you know, what I found to be weird and creepy was
0: to a little bit normal here. <laughs> right. They're thinking you're weird and creepy. Joanne, very quickly, because I'm, I'm running out of time and I want to get the, to this. How have you adjusted? I understand you've been having like wine parties on Skype. How can people who yes. are self-isolating, you know, maintain some semblance of, you know, a social life?
1: You know, I think that if this is one of the times that we can really say something incredibly positive about social media. Is that you know, keeping we've been keeping in touch. I know that you know, I have a really solid network of girlfriends, and we keep in touch every day. And we've you know, um, WhatsApp is is bigger than Messenger in Europe, so we have WhatsApp groups, and we send each other texts and and jokes and and funny videos, and we just you know, kind of rant to each other. That kind of contact, since you can't have physical contact, lots of phone calls have helped and video calls so that you don't feel alone. And, yes, we've been having uh, one of the things that's become very popular in Italy is what they're calling the, a petty chat or um, happy hour chat. And huh. lots of friends are doing that. They're having, you know, group video chats with um, a little something uh, alcoholic or non, just to <laughs> have a laugh and, sure. and get through the day.
0: Joanne, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm I'm happy that your family is safe. And uh, I just want to let you know, I know you're listening online as well. Um, At 1045, our our time, we're going to speak to an American living in Taiwan who is uh, on the other side of this kind of thing. They were on in a lockdown there and now they're noticing their numbers going down. So maybe that'll give you a little bit of uh, hope as to uh, where your Italy's going to next. Something to look forward to. Exactly. Thanks, Joanne. Have a great day.